again. Merry Christmas, and it's such an honor to worship with all of you tonight. And we've been in this series this entire Advent uh, season titled, He Will Be Called. And we've been looking at the, the names of this person that we celebrate at Christmas. Now, there's these uh, uh, old home videos my family has of me and my cousins. And I was about five or six years old. And my grandparents, before they would give us uh, gifts, they asked all of us cousins, they said, so uh, what is the meaning of Christmas? And you can see in my five-year-old body, I start to like convulse and shake. And at a certain point, I couldn't hold it anymore. And I just go, presents! Like, even then, I was an authentic and honest person. Uh, but my older cousin, uh, he put on this fake, angelic face that grandparents love so much. And he says, no, it's Jesus. Which he was exactly right. But that doesn't mean he wasn't annoying. <laughs> and it started a rivalry with us to this day. We're playing each other right now in the fancy football playoffs, and I want to crush him, like in a holy pastor kind of way. But uh, So we, we go to this verse that takes place in the Old Testament. It's this prophecy of Jesus to come. We've been looking at these names the prophet Isaiah says, for to us, a child is born to us. A son is given. The government will be on his shoulders and he will be called. Let's read this out loud one last time together. Here we go. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Yeah. Prince of peace. The two Hebrew words that make up this phrase are sar shalom. Sar Shalom, which sort of sounds like a pirate phrase to me. So I was thinking all of us kids in the room right now, what if we say that phrase out loud in a pirate voice? Okay. Can you guys do that? We're going to say Sar Shalom. Okay. On the count of three, one, two, three, Sar Shalom. There we go. That's perfect. Sar is a word that means ruler or authority or a prince. Shalom. It's one of my favorite words in all of scripture means wholeness or fullness, prosperity or peace. I love this concept where everything works out how it should be. For my Radiohead fans out there, everything in its right place. Shalom. And I was thinking about how disorienting life can be, and it made me think of uh, my old boombox. Do you guys remember boomboxes? You guys remember boomboxes? Yeah. Uh, my boombox when I was younger was much bigger than this. Uh, but you youngins with us this, uh, uh, this evening, uh, you have Spotify. You can get songs wherever, whenever you want, but not in the ancient days. A little after Jesus was born, we would have to go and buy our music or we would have to tune in to the radio. And I lived in this rural town outside of Dallas. And so at night, I would sneak while my parents were asleep. And I'd try to find uh, the Dallas alternative rock station. And a lot of times, what would end up happening is this. I would just get, like, tons of chaos and noise, discombobulation. And I was thinking about this concept when I think about Christmas. 
Because this can be our world in our life, this chaos, this confusion, this disorientation. Now, I know none of you deal with this in this room. Everything for you, I know, is working out perfectly. So I'm not talking about you, but I've heard that some people have some chaos in their life. That some people uh, have some fractured uh, pieces of their life, some brokenness. And it can feel like this noise or confusion. There's the external chaos, noise, and confusion. There's the voice uh, that's external. Uh, In two weeks, we're about to have another election year where we will have folks from all sides uh, telling us uh, why the other side is wrong and why the world is going to end and people will act like immature children. Uh, We're about to go through uh, a season where uh, the economy, who knows what's going to happen with the economy. We have these external things. I've talked to tons of people in our community in the past couple of months who have lost their job and have a hard time finding a new job. So this external chaos and confusion, but then there's like internal chaos and confusion too, right? Uh, In the new year, we're going to have social media gurus who have 20-pack abs and perfect legs, and they're going to tell you this is the year to crush your goals. And there might be an internal voice. Maybe when you look at the mirror or you think about your career path, and that internal voice will say, Uh, You're not worthy. You're not valuable. You're not adequate. There will be internal chaos, internal voices that tell us about fear and about anxiety and about worry. See, the reality is there is a prince of peace. There's a ruler of peace, but there's also a ruler of chaos. There's a voice of chaos that wants to bring confusion in our lives. If we look back to the creation story in the Bible, we see this, this story of Adam and Eve. And they sort of lived in this ultimate shalom, this fullness. Uh, the, the text said that they were naked and unashamed, which is a concept just saying that they had full intimacy with God and fullness. But then another voice is introduced. There's this voice of the serpent who tricks them who gets them to stray from God and breaks the shalom. And now they were afraid of God and they hid themselves. And then God asked them a question that relates to you and I today. God says to them, he says, who told you that? Who told you that? That wasn't my voice. That's not what I said about you. The reality is there's another voice. There's a voice that is speaking, trying to create chaos and break shalom. And maybe you're here tonight. Uh, Someone brought you and you're thinking, really, a talking snake? Really? Do I have to believe in that? I'm not telling you to believe in that story. I'm just telling you to believe your own experience. Look at your life. Look at our humanity. Is there not a voice constantly sowing chaos externally and then whispering in our heads, trying to break shalom? All humanity throughout history, we see evidence of this voice of chaos. But that's not all. Uh, Throughout human history, there's also just been this longing deep inside us, right? You feel this, not just me, right? We know that something's just not quite right. We're longing for restoration and fullness. 
Uh, we have these ornaments that many of you have participated in uh, across our campus on these trees. And for three weeks, we've sort of written down things that we want to lay at the feet of Jesus. And this is out of a longing for shalom and fullness uh, with God. And everybody has this longing, whether you're a Christian or not. That's part of what we uh, experience during this Christmas season, right? Uh, we all have this vision in our head of us sitting down around a Christmas tree with hot cocoa. Our kids are perfectly behaved. We're all wearing funny sweaters, and we're just laughing, and it's perfect. Uh, did any of you, uh, anybody watch uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation this year? A few of you? I know you're in church and like, oh, can I, I don't know if I can. Uh, no, that's one of my favorites. Uh, I especially love the Pledge of Allegiance at the dinner table. Uh, the prayer is so good. Uh, but Clark Griswold, he like, uh, he sets up all these activities. He's got the lights. He's got all this stuff set up. Uh, but at one point, he gets trapped in his attic and he starts watching home videos of him and his family from old, old days. And he gets moved with emotion and nostalgia. And you realize in that moment, oh, right, yeah, it wasn't, of course, it wasn't about the lights or the gifts or the activities. He was longing for a intimacy, for a fullness, for some restoration. This is all of us. We long for this. For years, there were these prophecies about this restoration, this longing to return back to Shalom, like God originally intended. And eventually there would be a Savior that would come. That was the, what the prophecy said. And eventually the Savior came, but not as expected. In the book of Luke, we see this. Uh, in that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for some people. No, for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, let's all say this word out loud together, and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. He had come, the one who would restore things back to shalom. As I read this story, uh, I, I think it's interesting the role of the shepherds in the Christmas story, because of course, this is one of the other names of Jesus, the good shepherd. Shepherds care for and nurture their flock providing for every need of the sheep. So much so that there becomes this deep intimacy and trust from the sheep to their shepherd. And uh, I actually have a video I want us to watch where we get to see how much the sheep know the shepherd's voice. So let's play that video real quick. <laughs> One more time. Look at them, look at them. Isn't that amazing? 
<laughs> I love that video because you can see their, their heads like instantly perk up. And uh, you all know how this, this works. When I was a kid, I knew exactly how this worked. I would be playing outside in my neighborhood and I would hear a voice that would make my head perk up. It was my mom. And she would yell out, Adam! And I would hear it and my voice would perk. And then if I didn't come back in like three yells, you know what happened next, right? She added the middle name. And then I knew she was serious. Adam, Keith. And I was like, oh boy, guys, I got to go. I'm in trouble. And I run back. Uh, we know the, this, this voice of our parents in the same way a sheep knows the voice of a shepherd. And Jesus says, this is how it works with the good shepherd. He says, the sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. See, there's a voice of chaos that's in our world that whispers to our heads. It's a voice of brokenness, but then there's another voice. This voice is a voice of care and shalom. And we, we want to learn uh, how to experience uh, this, uh, this fullness. If we want to learn that, we have to learn to turn our attention to the voice. So back to our boombox here. We've got this, uh, this ability to tune in with the chaos all around us. We have to think about how we can tune out this voice of chaos all around us. And then we tune into the voice of the shepherd. I have no clue what I'm going to get here, so. <laughs> I sort of thought it would be fun to take a risk and see what happens. But this concept, I know, I know, it's so simple, but it's so good. We have to learn to tune our attention, tune our hearts to the voice of the shepherd. And this is part of what we've been practicing this whole series is this concept of breath prayers. Breath prayers are a practice that we can employ everywhere we go that helps us become more aware of the shepherd's voice wherever we are. So we're going to do this one last time. We're going to practice right now uh, where we're going to breathe in. As we breathe in, we're just going to pray silently, Prince of Peace, this name of Jesus. And then as we breathe out, we're going to uh, just uh, pray to Jesus, tune my heart to your voice with all the other voices around. Can you show me how to tune my heart to your voice? So let's do this together. Let's breathe in, Prince of Peace, and breathe out, tune my heart to your voice. I just encourage you, whether you are Christian or not, you're sort of checking these things out this week. This is a way as you're going about your task, as your in-laws are getting on your nerves, you can just do a breath prayer to remember, tune my heart to your voice. We all need this. We need a ruler of peace to guide and nurture us because of this reality. I, I hate to be the ghost of Christmas future here, but in this next year, in this world, you will have troubles. Something might happen with the economy. 
Maybe for some of us, our jobs will get flipped upside down. Something with the election will go crazy. Uh, Maybe some of us will lose someone that we love. There will be moments of fear. There will be moments of conflict. There will be moments of tension. In this world, you will have troubles. This is the reality. But imagine if in the midst of chaos, we could experience this peace and shalom of Jesus. We could actually, like, really be calm and confident that the good shepherd is taking care of us, is with us, is watching over us. And we can live in peace. Do you think this would bless others? Imagine if there were a community in Mountain View that wasn't reactive and didn't add to the chaos, but actually was a place where others could experience peace. I think neighbors would be drawn to this countercultural group, longing to experience this peace. Because the world is desperate for wholeness and justice and restoration. That's the final word on shalom tonight. Sometimes we think of peace as just the absence of conflict, where everything's perfect, where we just pray or meditate in our room all day and we disengage from the world. But shalom is actually the opposite of that. Shalom is about bringing restoration of fullness and wholeness. The Prince of Peace took action. Jesus was a ruler of peace. He confronts and combats the ruler of chaos and evil. He came to conquer sin and the voice of the evil one. And that's our mission as well. With the internal peace that Jesus gives us, then we look to bring this peace to the world around us. We look for places of brokenness and justice, systems that need restoration. Because Christmas is not just a time for warm fuzzies, but it's a reminder that Jesus went into the messy, broken, chaotic world and he did the hard work of bringing shalom to all people. So my friends, may we follow our prince of peace. In a broken world where the voice of chaos abounds, may we be bearers of wholeness and restoration. In a fearful and anxious world, may we be people of calm-centered fullness. As the voice of evil speaks words of chaos and brokenness, may we tune our hearts to the voice of the shepherd. Let's all pray together. Jesus, Prince of Peace, we come to you tonight and we just long to experience this. Some of us might even be doubting that that's even possible right now. Like maybe that's a good concept in theory. That's something good to sing about, but it can't actually happen realistically in this day and age. And Jesus, I pray that you would show us a different way in a world that is so often upside down, is chaotic and fractured. Would you show us how to follow your way, your way of shalom and peace? I pray for all my friends in this room as we go about our weeks, uh, as we deal with all the things we need to deal with. Would you teach us to be more aware of your presence and your nearness? I pray for our community, for all of us. Would you teach us to be uh, a lighthouse in Silicon Valley? 
a group of people uh, does things a little differently than the world because we are following not the world's voice, but your voice. Tune our hearts to your voice. It's in Jesus' name we all pray.